I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. In the Art of War, it says that strategy without tactics is the slowest path to victory. But tactics without strategy is just the noise before defeat. And much of the debate today in our nation's capital and in capitals around the world relating to Ukraine and what Russia is doing uh, is just that. Are we looking at strategy? Are we looking at tactics? Uh, Many of the big complaints against the Biden administration uh, from those who have been very close to the administration and very close to what is happening in Russia uh, have said that it is lack of strategy and only tactics being deployed, being reactionary, uh, that is escalating some of the challenges that we're seeing. So what is it? Is it strategy? Is it tactics? Is there a path to have both that might help change the direction of what's bubbling up in Ukraine? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, the Biden administration's strategy towards Russia has been less than clear over the last year. Uh, might even argue that there is not strategy. There's simply t- reactionary tactics based on what is going on. And that's sort of what we've seen uh, over the last 24 hours in terms of many tactics being played out uh, in terms of sanctions that, that are now uh, kind of tiptoeing in, although we're hearing word of more that have been rolled out by the administration and some that are coming uh, shortly and we'll keep our eye on that. But I, I want to begin by just looking at what is happening and some of the criticism in terms of the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, of course, this is the a, a big deal for Vladimir Putin to be able to continue to take uh, natural gas uh, into Germany directly. Uh, so crucial for them. And, of course, there were sanctions on the, on the pipeline uh, that had been levied by the United States upon the company that was building the pipeline and the officers of that company. When President Biden took office, uh, he lifted those sanctioned or uh, withdrew those. And uh, now, just in the last few moments, uh, the White House has reinstated those sanctions against the company and against its officers. Remember yesterday that uh, Germany said it was freezing the pipeline, that it wouldn't move forward, that they would reevaluate later. And so now the administration is coming on the heels of that, uh, saying, well, now we're going to put these sanctions back on that we lifted a year ago. And so just within the last uh, 20 minutes or so, uh, 
uh, in a State Department press briefing. Uh, Ned Price was laying out what is happening, what's the lay of the land, and and laid out this fact that the administration had just uh, reinstated these sanctions on the pipeline. And I want to play for you an exchange with a reporter who pushed back on this whole notion of where's the leverage point in this? Was it already lost a year ago when the Biden administration lifted the restrictions uh, and and the sanctions uh, as opposed to now? Take a listen to this. You guys have been saying for months, indeed for over a year since the waivers were, were first granted, that in fact this gave you additional leverage withholding the sanctions did, and would serve as a deterrent. Clearly, it didn't, uh, you, it didn't provide you with any leverage at all that we can tell because of what you just said in your opening statement about the invasion beginning. So, you know, how, how do you explain to people why you didn't impose these, these sanctions earlier? So, Matt, it's important, uh, and let's just rewind the tape uh, and remember what has happened in recent hours. Uh, yesterday, within uh, a short time frame of the Russian invasion beginning, Germany took decisive, resolute action to take Nord Stream 2 off the table. Today, we followed with our own complementary authorities uh, using uh, the, the uh, powers and, and capabilities uh, that we have. And so no one in the room seemed to be super satisfied with that as an answer, basically saying, well, now that Germany's done their part, now we're going to now we're going to do that. Uh, if Germany has taken it off the table, as Ned Price outlined, then there's really not a whole lot of teeth or a whole lot of reason behind then coming and saying, yeah, us too. Uh, same reporter asked uh, Ned Price uh, why they don't think they could have had more leverage if they had imposed these sanctions or kept these sanctions on Nord Stream 2 in place earlier. Uh, the pipeline, when this administration came into office, was more than 90 percent complete. Uh, we have imposed sanctions under PISA, uh, but the fact is that had we sanctioned uh, Nord Stream 2 AG, had we sanctioned its corporate office holders, uh, it is far from clear that that would have kept the pipeline from going into operation. What the Germans did yesterday uh, was to ensure that the pipeline is no longer part of the equation. So by acting together with the Germans, how we did, when we did, and the way in which we did, uh, we have ensured uh, that this is an $11 billion prize investment that is now a hunk of steel uh, sitting at the bottom of the sea. All right. Well, I, I don't think you though, can prove, uh, and, and the, the converse can't be proven either, but you, do, just, you just don't know if imposing the sanctions earlier would have had more of a deterrent effect or any deterrent well, effect. Well, if, 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 if we would have made it a sunk cost many, many months ago for the Russian Federation, I don't think that would have had much deterrent capability. Okay, that is a really interesting exchange. Uh, and again, regardless of how you feel about the administration as a whole Democrat-Republican, that's that's not what this is about. Uh, but this is was clearly not a uh, finest moment for Ned Price uh, and that briefing, uh, really not being able to explain why uh, things weren't done in advance and why only after Germany yesterday uh, very boldly took Nord Stream Pipeline off the table uh, that then the U.S. came back with sanctions that, again, had been in place up until about a year ago when the administration lifted them. Uh, so, again, this this speaks to me of a White House focused on tactics, not strategy. 
And when you're going up against Vladimir Putin, you have to have both. You have to have both the strategy and the tactics in place. Now, it's not to say that no one hasn't uh, been watching for this. And in fact, it's it's really uh, important to recognize that uh, a lot of folks have been talking about this is how this was going to end anyway. Uh, even back to 2008, some said, look, if, if we're going to keep chattering about uh, having uh, Ukraine as part of NATO, uh, that will just uh, really inflame Vladimir Putin and probably cause him uh, to to engage on that front more. Um, so, again, it was back in 2008. It was the year George Bush uh, had um, really badgered a lot of reluctant European leaders in pledging future NATO membership to Ukraine, uh, that Burns, William Burns, uh, sent a memo to then-Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice that basically said, look, this is uh, having Ukraine in NATO is the brightest of all red lines for the Russian elites, not just Putin, and that that would lead to uh, things that would create a bigger problem and a more emboldened Vladimir Putin to take action. So we've clearly seen that play out as the talk of Ukraine being a member of NATO have played out uh, over the last years. And again, especially over the last few months, that has been one of the things that Vladimir Putin has regularly harped on is this idea of Ukraine and NATO. So uh, as we look at all of those things uh, coming around, this obviously is going to be a stay with the conversation and stay with the question kind of day here on Inside Sources, we're watching things evolve by the moment. We know the Department of Defense uh, and also the White House have press briefings uh, scheduled to begin at any moment. We will go to those live if we can uh, to give you some of that in input and insight. Uh, but again, we have to look at where are we really uh, and what is the step? What is the strategy? And then what are the tactics that are going to line up with that? We're going to continue to explore that, including how our ability to negotiate uh, at the table plays into this in diplomacy uh, as we go through all the way to 3 o'clock. Stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.